0: Hello there and welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. This is a very special episode which takes place exactly on the na- night of the Argentinian presidential debates. And I'm joined by Hernan Marino. It's actually pronounced Marino for all the nerds out there. And he's a software engineer, Argentinian Bitcoiner, who is here to talk to us about much more that than you're going to see on the news about massa and Malay. He's going to tell us what it's like to be a Bitcoiner in Argentina and also some of his personal projects because he also became involved in here. Now I'm going to stop talking, I'll let Hernan introduce himself. Hi, it's really good to have you on the show.
1: Okay, thank you, I'm, I'm really happy to, to be here.
0: Okay Hernan, what's your story? Why, why are you a Bitcoiner? You told me you're about 45 years old, you're in that sweet spot where you either are too old to care about Bitcoin or you could be an OG. Well, what's your story?
1: Well, I, I'm I'm kind of a, a, an OG, but not not really. I, I discovered Bitcoin in 2000, 2011, but I ignored it for a couple of years. Then on two two thousand thirteen, I sort of needed it. I needed to move money from from a foreign country to Argentina, and Ar- Argentina has all has always been having a lot of economical uh, problems and and uh, Currency problems and at the moment it was a, a kind of difficult uh, as it is right now also, but it was a different po- problem back then. I needed to to move money uh, cheaply and so I remembered uh, something I read about some electronic form of money and I decided to to buy my few Bitcoin cents back there in 2013. <laughs> And when when I bought it, and then I, I I tried to to when I had to sell them here in Argentina, I just I, I just wanted to know how it worked, how how much money I would lose on the process. And when I was about to sell it, I I I already knew the the the, the money that that was left behind between commissions of buying and selling. I, I decided not to sell, and then I I, I likely forgot about it. So, but I cannot say I'm a, 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 I'm a I'm an OG because I forgot about it for like two or three years perhaps, and then I started understanding Bitcoin and and then I, I said, hey I, I think I have something left from from back then, but uh, well af- unfortunately it it was not a lot, but it was enough to 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 make me more interested. And a friend of mine mine introduced me to the financial aspects, to the economic aspects of of Bitcoin and then into the technology. And I I fell in love with it.
0: It's really great that you're telling everyone that you joined Bitcoin because you needed it and not because you wanted to speculate on anything. But at the same time, I have to provide some context for this interview. We are doing this in La Cripta, which is a Bitcoin shrine here in Buenos Aires. It's a place where Bitcoiners regularly meet. We have lots of merchandise around here. Downstairs, there's the cup from La Bitconf of last year, the World Cup, which is a sculpture that was in the middle of the venue. And outside, you can see people cheering because there is the debate between Millay and Massa, the two presidential candidates who are going to have their decisive battle next week. And they're playing a small bingo game. They're having a barbecue and they're celebrating the fact that most likely they're not going to be very impacted by the outcome of the elections because they're Bitcoiners. So what is it like to be a Bitcoiner in Argentina?
1: Well, as, as, you, as we were saying, uh, Bitcoin is really useful in, in Argentina. Uh, most people discover it because they need they need to. Some some of them like me needed to move money from one country to another, and some others needed to to save money because we have a, a currency called the peso, uh, which is it keeps get, getting devaluated every day. We have high inflation, and most of most of us Argentinians understand inflation because we've been having inflation, high inflation from the last I don't know 80 years perhaps. There was an exception in the 90s. Uh, where we had almost zero inflation that lasted for almost 10 years but other than that we have like a historic inflation of 60% annually from the beginning of uh, from the birth of our country uh, up until today and today we have around if you take the official number it's around 150% annual inflation but if you take the last number of the last monthly number and, prog- uh, and, and you think about the future it's around 300%. So we Argentinians we also we understand inflation really well and most of our, of the Argentinians that that can because Argentina is is a poor country sadly the Argentinians that can save have always saved in US dollars because it's a stro- it's a stronger currency that, than ours. So when uh, I discovered Bitcoin uh, I discovered some value in in it uh, I fell in love first with the technological aspects of Bitcoin and then with the economical aspects. And although the 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 price fluctuates, fl- uh, s- some of us don't care because we think long term and, and we think it's a better uh, store of value than dollars or any fiat currency.
0: At the same time, Remaining on the topic of being a Bitcoiner in Argentina, you did notice, you you did mention, and I did notice that the community is very strong and people come together for events like this one, not necessarily political. We were also here a few days ago for a presentation or a series of presentations about Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. So, as far as I could see this week when I attended La Bitconf, the community is very strong and very united. And you even told me about a tiny game that you're playing in the pandemic in a Telegram chat with riddles that were actually words from a BIP39 seed phrase, and whoever was solving that was claiming a bounty. I mean, there seems to be a lot that's happening. And LaBitConf right now is the longest running Bitcoin conference in the world. It had its 11th edition this year, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. So. Do you have regular meetings? What does it feel like to live here and be a Bitcoiner?
1: Well, yes, there is a big Bitcoiner community here in, in, in Argentina, especially in Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires is like the, the biggest city in Argentina. Almost one third of, of the population lives here. And there are a lot of Bitcoiners. There are also uh, other Bitcoin communities in different cities on the of the country. and And, and yes, because being Argentinians, as I was saying, we all understand. We, we can quickly understand the, the, the power of Bitcoin. Uh, not only for money transfers, but f- as a store of value. Uh, we, we understand that quickly. So there's a big community uh, and there are different sub-communities specialized in different things. And we get together every once in a while. When there's a big event here, like like this live Conf conference, Uh, there are also there are always side events like we 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 know we are really happy to to receive tourists tourists of of people or people coming from outside of the country and we do a lot of events but we also do them every once in a while not not like every week but every two or three times a year we do gatherings and talks and presentations and and everything. Also, at, at this place that we are here right now, La Crypta, um, they, they do a lot of activities. They, they have a great community and, and they are doing a great job of gathering people together and, and discussing and teaching newbies and, and everything. And that that's something that is going on. Also, there is a an, an NGO called Bitcoin Argentina that does a lot of, of teaching and, and everything, even working, tra- trying to to make. Uh, Argentina have be- a better place by using Bitcoin in a good lay- way and, and uh, educating people. Wasabi Wallet is unfairly
2: private. It's the most advanced, and most used Bitcoin privacy wallet, with half a million downloads across Windows, macOS, and Linux, as well as thousands of fresh and new Bitcoins getting mixed every month. Wasabi makes use of the new generation Wabi-Sabi engineer to create mega-conjoins, thus mixing your bitcoins with those of hundreds of other users. For amounts lower than 0.01 bits and remixes, you pay no coordination fee. If you don't use your conjoints, Wasabi Wallet has a native Tor integration and allows block filters to help to keep your network level and public key privacy. Download Wasabi Wallet for free today at wasabiwallet.io and experience the future of Bitcoin privacy.
0: Okay, so there's quite a lot happening and I'm a bit jealous because I know that There are some Bitcoin OGs in Romania, but they don't do much. They don't really organize events like this. They seem to be stuck in their own bubble. And that's, I think, the best definition of the Bitcoin communities in Romania. they are little tiny bubbles, and each one of them has their own rules and their own traditions. You guys seem to be much more united. I still have to figure out what makes you be so well-knit as a community. And once again, I'm kind of envious. But let's talk about your personal work. You started teaching, not teaching, learning for yourself how to code in Bitcoin projects because you're a software engineer by training. But you decided you have been in Bitcoin for 10 plus years, I guess. You decided to also contribute. Tell me about those projects.
1: Yes, I'm I'm a software engineer. I have a a lot of experience working. Uh, I started working when I was 16. Uh, I learned to how to program software when I was nine by myself. And uh, then I started, and I, I was having, like, traditional jobs, like I, at banks. Now I'm a little bit ashamed of that, but banks are the usual employers or were the usual employers uh, back in the 90s or, or the early 2000s. Uh, and I used to do a lot of work for that. I had my time also on the... Internet, uh, the, the dot com bubble. I, I was I worked in, in a couple of companies there, and then, well, uh, uh, when I discovered Bitcoin, at the beginning I told you I just I, I ignored it, and then uh, even though I, I bought a few cent, uh, cents, I, I I was I started lending like in 2015 and 2016, but then I kept my my I I didn't do any work in in. In the Bitcoin or Bitcoin software or, or any Bitcoin related project, I am a university professor and I, I teach some classes. Uh, one of the classes is about cryptography and information security. So I started like dedicating a couple of classes to to Bitcoin to to make to try to make my students understand what is it. And uh, but that's it. That that's all all I did. I I, I also helped uh, moderate the community, which is a a fake a Facebook group, but that was not like a job. It was like a something I did. I dedicated a few minutes, a few couple of hours a, a week. I, I was working as a as a university professor a few hours a week, and mostly on in the industry uh, as a full time job as a software developer or manager lately, and 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 that's it. And then uh, a few years ago, I I wanted to to have like a career change to, to quit my job and do something different. And I, I, I was thinking to myself, hey, why not to, to contribute to Bitcoin? It is, this is my passion. I, it was my passion as a user only. And wh- why, why can't I do something else? So I started um, thinking about the idea of, of beginning to contribute to, to Bitcoin Core.
0: Yeah, before we get into your contributions to Bitcoin Core and your opinions on the development of Bitcoin, I have to mention that I must thank CryptoSteel for paying for my plane ticket to come here and also Wasabi Wallet for also chipping in because I couldn't be here if it wasn't for these two projects. Check them out. They're the sponsors of the show. So now let's talk about your personal contributions to Bitcoin Core. Are there important or are they minimal or is there even such a thing because anything from reviewing codes to fixing typos is important
1: well well i'm i'm, I'm an absolute beginner to and to i'm just giving my first steps i'm beginning to contribute to to bitcoin core i've been doing this for for a few months now but uh, it's a it has a steep learning curve although i have a lot of ex- experience developing software i i you have to start like it's a huge code base and you have to take your time to understand it and what they always tell you when, when you begin contributing is to to do code reviews because there are dozens or perhaps hundreds of pull requests that need to be merged and in Bitcoin it's not that like any other software, you, you, you can't break Bitcoin, so it's also a new experience for me because it's not like any other software development. You have to, uh, when someone tries to contribute, you have to. It has to be code review, by several people. There has to be consensus. If someone tells you that you should change something, you either change it, or you either expose great right arguments about why you don't agree with that. And all that it was kind of new to me. I, I had no experience with that because I had no other experience with open source projects before, but Bitcoin is not like any other open source project because you cannot break it, you you, you just can't, you, you cannot disagree on anything, anything. you need consensus on everything. So that was um, a little difficult for me to learn, not, not to learn, but to, to experience, uh, I had to learn what to do, how to do it, what other developers expected of, of me. So I I decided to start as a code review and and I did lots of code reviews which are kind of invisible you know because it takes a lot of hours, you you test, you try and and perhaps when you go to GitHub to comment something you comment ACK or AZK which is the way you say that you agree with with something but behind those three letters there's a lot of work And, and it was also the way, it's the way I advise anyone if you if anyone wants to start contributing to Bitcoin, that, that's the way I would advise to do, because not, not only reviews are important, but it's, be, it's the better way for you to learn about the code base, the different areas the code has, the different things, the, the history, why things are like that, why are th- some things important. That's the best way to learn and to educate yourself. So at the beginning, I was only doing mostly code reviews, and nowadays, I started doing uh, um, a few contributions, but uh, well, well, I, I keep also doing code reviews. I dedicate like 60, perhaps 70% of my time to, to reviewing uh, and the other like, let's say 40% of my time to, to providing my, my own code and, and working on, on contributions.
2: Crypto Steel offers a durable physical backup for cryptocurrency key and recovery words. These user-friendly cold storage devices withstand harsh conditions, including fires, floods, and earthquakes. Made from the finest European stainless steel, they are built to last. Accessible to all and requiring no computer skills, the original CryptoSteel cassette and Capsule have been innovating Bitcoin security since 2013. They provide a reliable and robust backup, essential for the safety and longevity of your digital investments. Ideal for protecting your digital wealth. CryptoSteel isn't just a one-trick pony. Of course, it works with your Beep 39 seed phrase. But you can also use it for important passwords, Bitcoin Core passphrases, Nostra private keys, and much more. Buy your CryptoSteel metal backup today from CryptoSteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR to get a 10% discount. CryptoSteel. Secure your Bitcoin like an OG.
0: Right, so you have made these contributions to Bitcoin Core, but I think there are lots of my listeners who would also want to join to contribute to the project, but it's a bit intimidating. Where do you even start? It's easy to say, yeah, do some code reviews or look at pull requests or whatever, but on which implementation? Because there is Bitcoin Core in Java, there's Bitcoin Core in C++, there's Bitcoin Core in Rust in Python and there's also the wallet part of it, there's the consensus code, there's the user interface if you're into that and you want to review anything regarding it. There's the Bitcoin.org website to which you can also make improvements by spending time on GitHub. I personally did one of those because I discovered that the PGP signature from... the PGP verification system from Windows was dated. And was no longer working as instructed on the Bitcoin.org page, so I contributed to that. But w- what is your opinion? What is the best place to start for someone?
1: Okay, l- let me let me correct something that that you said. The <clears throat> the official Bitcoin Core. Is is written in C++. The other ones, the other implementations that that you mentioned are, are not Bitcoin Core. They are Bitcoin nodes, and there are several Bitcoin nodes. But what we call Bitcoin Core is written in in C++. There also there is some part of the code that is is written in Python, and the tests that the Bitcoin Core tests are written in Python. Python. So if anyone is interested in in the beginning, uh, I would advise to do two things. There are a few organizations, non-profit organizations in the world that um, help new developers uh, start this proce- process. Uh, one of the most important of, of those is Chenko Chenko Labs. Uh, They do a great work, and most of the current developers of of Bitcoin Core, the current contributors, started there, taking a a small course there. They call call it a seminar, a Bitcoin protocol seminar. That's what I did at the beginning, even before deciding uh, starting to work on Bitcoin Core. Uh, And that's great. Uh, I would advise you to read, like, Mastering Bitcoin from Andres, Andres Antonopoulos and uh, if you feel interested they have a, like a, this free seminar anyone can can go and it's a like a 5 week long seminar self it's not self-paced because but it's kind of free you have one hour meeting per, per per week and a fixed time but then there's reading material that then you do that you read at your own pace and that's the best way to, to be being with they have a couple of seminars following seminars as well, and that's and there's a big community of beginner developers, uh, even experienced developers that began there, uh, uh, and, and that's I, I absolutely recommend. There's a similar project for Spanish-speaking people, uh, which is La Librería de Satoshi, which tries to do the same, educate uh, new developers, but in Spanish, and uh, that's what would I, I would advise anyone. And if you feel a little bit more comfortable of if you already did that uh, I would advise to begin with with the tests that are in python python is it's like an easier language to learn if you if, if you don't have experience if you have to learn python or c++ it's easier to learn python and if you have a uh, experience in, in both i also advise people to begin with python python because uh, it's always nice to add tests to for bitcoin core to be more tested and when you add tests it's good for the software but it's also good for developers because you cannot break Bitcoin by, just by testing it. So it's a nice way to start, so that you can sleep at night, <laughs> and, and that that's a, a good way. And it's also a good way to to learn about Bitcoin because the tests are run, around from outside of Bitcoin Core. So when you usually develop software, there are tests inside the software itself. Of course, in Bitcoin, in Bitcoin there there are a lot of those tests, but. Uh, the tests that are in py- Python are outside from the node and the py- by- Python software pretends to be a different node that connects to a real Bitcoin node and interacts with it. And, and it's a kind of good good testing framework and it's a good place to, to start.
0: I feel a bit dirty for doing this after speaking about Bitcoin development, but after spending almost one week here in Argentina and going to LabBitConf, I tried to make some Bitcoin payments for merchandise, for various items, and I discovered that they don't really accept Bitcoin. And it seems like they want USDT on Tron or Binance or whatever, whichever of them has lower fees. And I understand that in a hyperinflationary country, the dollar is regarded as something that's both stable and the digital blockchain version of the dollar might seem more private and interesting to them. But also regard this as a failure on behalf of the entire Bitcoin community. The fact that, first of all, we don't have an easy to use alternative out there in the wild, you know, anyone to be able to download the wallet on their phone and make these transactions. And secondly, because maybe this was Bitcoin's moment to shine in Argentina, and it doesn't seem like it's really exploding, like it's gaining a lot of adoption as we expected. Do you have any comments on these issues
1: yeah well as a bitcoiner i'm I'm a little bit sad about that situation, but on the other hand uh, in Argentina you can have you can find the i wouldn't say big but bigger than in other countries community bitcoin community or I might say crypto community. I don't like the, that, like the crypto world. But since you mentioned USDT on Tron, let's, let's let's talk about that. There is a, a bigger community in in Argentina or in Buenos Aires than in other countries, and I think it's okay and it's even perhaps uh, interesting that some shops and commissaries uh, accept some form of, of cryptocurrencies because you can't find that. Anywhere else, or, or or not at this scale at least. So, um, although I would like them to 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 accept Bitcoin or to prefer Bitcoin, because some of them uh, accept them, accept it and they exchange it immediately for for other stable stable coins, um, I think it's a good way to to. To orange peel people, because it's easier to understand for them. Because every Argentinian understands that the U.S. dollar is better than the Argentinian peso. So if they started doing that, they they started they started learning a lot a lot of things. They started learning that they this is a for, a better form of of the dollar that it's not are not dollars on the banks. They started to avoid banks they 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 started to learn about self custody perhaps because i don't know if they use a non custodial wallet or whatever but they started to they they, they learn the concept of of the wallet they they learned that perhaps that these are dollars out of the traditional system they already understand that i, I think it's uh, like a starting point for for us for people in the community to 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 try to convert them to to bitcoiners it would be easier they will understand it someday someday perhaps they they will be rug pulled or perhaps their their exchange will will go bankrupt or whatever and they will i hope it doesn't happen and i hope they learn before that before losing losing money but once they understand a few things i think it would be better for, for us, Bitcoiners, to convince them, okay, there is some th- something better than this. I, perhaps you don't like the price varia- variance, but there are other good things about Bitcoin that no other cryptocurrency has. So I'm not so worried about that because it's a good base to start Bitcoinization.
0: When we were talking before this interview, you told me that you are a Bitcoin maximalist. Your discourse about Tether on Tron very much resembles that of a Bitcoin maximalist, but you also told me that you're not a toxic Bitcoin maximalist and that there's a distinction between the two. And I guess we're gonna both lose followers on Twitter for the conversation that's about to start here, but I think it's still interesting. So how do you distinguish between the two schools of thought
1: well, let me begin by, by saying that I don't know if I'm a maximalist anymore because the <clears throat> the concept of the de- definition of maximalism changed for, for a, a few years ago. It was like something good that no, no one argued about and it was shifting to something else and nowadays it depends on who you talk to. Perhaps they understand different things from a maximalist. I, 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 I can tell you, a friend of mine says something that, that I like. Th- these are not my words, but there are some words that, that I like. When someone asks him if he's he's a Bitcoin ma- maximalist, he says, "I'm not a maximalist. I a minimalist. I want Bitcoin and nothing else." But th- that's what the maxi would say. Okay, that's kind of funny, but uh, I, I like that expression. But what I want to say is that I think Bitcoin is the like the the best. Form of currency that humanity ever invented, and it, and and I hope that in the future it, it keeps that way. But on the other hand, I think that if Bitcoin changes uh, changes every day, that that's what I, I try to uh, to do. To when I co- try to contribute to Bitcoin and uh, where uh, what other more experienced software developers do or have been doing for for a few years, if Bitcoin changes, it it, it means that the Bitcoin from today is better than the Bitcoin from the past. So I also believe that the Bitcoin from the future is going to be better than the Bitcoin from today. So I, I don't know if in 80 years uh, there is going to, Bitcoin is going to be the best or, or, or whatever, but even if we don't call that Bitcoin, I, I think it will be inspired by Bitcoin ideas. I hope. It is Bitcoin, and we still call it Bitcoin. But the ideas that Bitcoin brought to the world are here for st- to stay and to stay forever, and that, that's what I, I I hope so. So that's how I define myself. That that's uh, those are my my ideas. Some people can can call me maximalist, some others not. But that, that's the way I think. And here I can answer the second part of your question, if you want about toxic maximalism. Well, I most people th- th- there's. Here in Argentina, there's a big community of of crypto, a crypto community, non-Bitcoiner crypto community, a lot of Web3, Ethereum, and and, and else. So I have a a lot of friends in those communities also. But sometimes they feel scared about uh, toxic Bitcoin maximalists to the point that they associate Maximalism to toxicity as synonyms. I I don't don't think there is a, they are not the same thing. I I think that there are some maximalists that are toxic, but some others, hopefully most of them, are not. And I I always try to talk to to my friends in other uh, communities to to tell them the difference and to to tell them to, to understand that difference. But... As a Bitcoiner, I also try to learn because I want to teach. I'm a professor. I teach about Bitcoin. I try to 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 orange people, orange people, and anyone I meet. So there is something to learn about that, so that we, we can perhaps try to to Bitcoinize people in a in a different way. So not not to be so. From the beginning, no, no, not to be so. I don't know. You have to. You, you need self custody for the first day. Don't trust the change. Perhaps I'm. I don't have a, a definitive opinion on this, but some are ideas that are in the back of my my mind that are perhaps related to to what I told you before about USDT on Tron and 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 okay. Perhaps we shouldn't be so aggressive for, 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 from the very first day and, and we should be helpful to anyone that asks for, for information and to anyone that asks for help. And let them begin the way they want to begin. And then we, we pull them closer to Bitcoin when they need it or, or, or once they know a little bit. Because not everybody is, is ready for, for everything that... That we are not everybody likes or prefers this the same things that we do and i and I think that this is l- like a a learning path for me but i'm i'm lately i'm tr- starting to think like that that perhaps it would be more effective from from us bitcoiners to to do that to to try to not be toxic and scare people away because if you scare them away, they will stay in in other communities and I think there is uh, there is something to learn in Bitcoin and there is some utility in other cryptocurrencies also uh, not related to, to money like, to the, like the best money in the world like Bitcoin but there are other use cases for other blockchains and it's okay but I think we, we should Bitcoinize them like at their own pace and try not to be toxic or scare them
2: Satochip provides open-source solutions based on smart card to assist you in your crypto journey. The hardware wallet lets you safely store your private keys within the tamper-proof chip memory, while Sato Dime allows you to create a barrier cold storage in two clicks thanks to its mobile app. And SeedKeeper is the ultimate hardware device to store and manage your seed phrases. Become self-custody with Satochip. Your keys, your coins.
0: Yeah, I think I'm part of the old school of Bitcoin maximalism. And it goes back to the twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen article that Vitalik wrote on the Ethereum blog, which basically started the concept of Bitcoin maximalism. We should not forget that before being, you know, a thought leader in a community, Vitalik was a writer. And he wrote this article on Bitcoin maximalism and the way that he defined it or the starting point of his article was a Reddit post where someone said, ha, 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 Ethereum, we're gonna take your smart contracts and virtual machine and put them on top of Counterparty, which is a Bitcoin layer. And we're gonna take every small use case that anyone can ever come with and put it on top of this network that's more robust and has a better form of money. And Vitalik analyzed, the intricacies of this way of, of of approaching bitcoin and that's what he called bitcoin maximalism but in time you had ideas from Giacomo Zucco from Jimmy Song from Tone Vase from Saif Adin I think they just scored a bingo point outside on the presidential debate anyway you had all of these figures who came along in 2017 and 2018 to reinvent what it means and they created sort of a lifestyle and I'm going to do a presentation probably by the time I publish this interview it will also be available somewhere about the origins and everything that concerns Bitcoin maximalism because there, is, there are layers to it. There is the gold bug influence where they talk about sound money and all of these memes that were taken from the gold industry. Then you have the religious dimension which relates, I think, more to the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments and how you should conduct yourself to be a true Bitcoiner. You should only hold Bitcoin. You should only hold your Bitcoin in cold storage. You should only use these products because these are the only good ones. And if they also support, for example, if you have an ATM that supports Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and stablecoins, you should not use that and you should you should go to the KYC-friendly on ramp, because at least that one is Bitcoin only. I mean, the dogma goes on and on. And there's also the cypherpunk culture, which seems to be diminishing and taking a backseat to this whole Austrian philosophy because too many people care about the money part, but not too many people care about the privacy principles and... Everything that was part of the white paper was part of the early discussions concerning Bitcoin, but they seem to fade over time and the p- priorities change to maybe please bankers and institutions. We're more concerned about a BlackRock ETF than adding fungibility to Bitcoin. I don't know, and to me it's kind of mind-blowing. It's a culture change and it's interesting because we are influencing it and we're part of it. And but every controversial opinion that we express, we're shaping the discourse and we're helping others think differently about what Bitcoin is. I think, you know, people sometimes tell me, oh, Vlad, you're so bitter about it. Why don't you just rage quit and go into some shitcoin, go to Monero? And I'm like, no, I, I very much like my position in Bitcoin because I get to learn all the time and I get to challenge the dogma. And if you look in history, I don't think that those who accepted a dogma were the ones that actually made an important change. You you need to constantly look for what's out there and what's new. And we have this paradox of development. On one hand, you want new ideas to improve Bitcoin. But on the other hand, you don't want them to be tested on shitcoin networks. If you have a testnet, you might have all the features, but you don't have newbie users because they don't care much about this. So the user experience might end up being terrible because they, the developers don't get feedback from regular users and you have no incentives to break it. If someone wants to break the code base, they might need maybe 100 hours to understand it and break it, but they're like, yeah, I can use my 100 hours for some other purpose. Whereas in some shit coin that gets deployed on the free market, at least there is some liquidity there. And if someone is able to figure out a hack They're actually contributing to the the development of Bitcoin, actually. Because these ideas, if they get very well cooked and they become something that Bitcoin might want, will be part of our discourse. But anyway, long rant. Did you have any comments on what I just said?
1: Well, I'm I'm really hoping to... To see or read or, uh, your your analysis about the different type of maximalisms, I, I, I really want to know about, uh, more about that. I, I hope to to see it soon because it's it's really interesting. And uh, I, I think, uh, well, you mentioned a lot of things, but I think I share your idea that it's okay to to. To test some ideas uh, outside of Bitcoin, I, I want Bitcoin to be the money of the world, and I, and I want it to be nothing else. Uh, so it's okay to 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 explore with with some something else, and also it, it, it's okay to to explore different different um, applications of, of different utilities of blockchains, uh, other than money uh, and I want that to happen outside of Bitcoin because I, I want Bitcoin to 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 be that and just that and, and, and it's great that other other things exist and, and it's it, it, it would be so bad if everything was inside of Bitcoin and Bitcoin was everybody's playground so it it's that, that that's why I welcome some others. Things. Of, of course, 99% of them are just shit guns. of course, we, we agree on that. But sometimes, every once in a while, some good idea comes out of there, and we might take that, and, and it's nice that it's already been tested and perhaps something that uh, the market wants, people want, and and, and it's okay that, okay, you, you you had your time, this seems to work, Let's see if we Bitcoiners, as a community, want something like that, and if we want it, how we want it, and how much of it we want it, and then we see how we implement it, and then we see if we reach consensus. and And I, I think it's it's okay uh, for 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 what it is. We, we know we, we as Bitcoiners bitcoiners knows what know what to do, know the differences between uh, Bitcoin and and. And the others, or, or most of the others, because there are a few, only a few, that are, are okay for, for deeper, different applications other than money. And, and it's it's okay. It's okay. I, I kind of agree with you on, on your last thought. Hello, Bitcoin Takeover listeners. This is Victor from IVPN. We could have produced the flashy ad with lofty claims, but we like the straightforward approach. So I'll just uh, stick to the basics here. How are we different from other VPN providers? IVPN is run by Bitcoiners. We've been accepting Bitcoin since before the block size wars, now using btc Pay server and also accept Lightning payments. We also aim for radical transparency supported by open source software, regular audits and a transparent team. And finally, there's absolutely no KYC with iVPN, we don't ask for an email or any other personal information when you sign up. If you would like to test our service, send an email to trial at ivpn.net to receive a 30-day iVPN Pro voucher.
0: Hello. I'm Vlad and I have been a user of iVPN Pro for longer than one year. What I like the most about it is being able to use 7 devices at the same time and using the multi-hop feature to connect to two different servers of my choosing at the same time. Also, your account consists of a randomly generated string of letters and numbers which are not linked to your email address, bank account or real life identity. You top it up with a lightning payment and you get instant confirmation at low fees. Definitely get your 30-day IVPN Pro trial by sending an email to trial at IVPN.net. Make sure you use a burner email address that you probably already have for trolling. You said something very interesting, I, and I have to hang on to it and ask you the subsequent questions. You said, we don't want Bitcoin to be everyone's playground. So what do you think about ordinals?
1: Well, uh, at the beginning, I was uh, a kind kind of adversarial to the idea of ordinals, but in, in the last few days, uh, uh, I, well, here at the, at the LABIT conference, I, I had to, to moderate a panel about ordinals. Um, and I, so I had to study a little bit about, more about that because the idea I, ha- I had, our oh, these are uh, NFTs and uh, I, I, I don't like them here, but but it's okay. So I started reading a little bit and it was in, in that panel. Uh, perhaps you, you could, somebody can find it online on the Love YouTube channel, the, the, the panel of ordinals of, the, of this year, 2023. And before that, I did some research and I I, uh, attended other talks at the same live conference about ordinance. I learned a a little little bit. And uh, on a different talk I was on, I was being interviewed uh, on a previous talk before this panel. And uh, the the interviewer kind of uh, jokingly, uh, he was asking me about Bitcoin contributions and software development. And he was uh, telling me... Asking me, uh, well, what are go? What are your next contribute contribution going to be? Are Are you going to do something to forbid ordinals? He he did it in a funny way, of course, but I answered to him. Look, I don't like ordinals, but when the day comes that when one anybody can forbid some other for from doing something on Bitcoin, that day I don't want to be a Bitcoiner anymore because, and that's kind of. Kind of summarizes my, my idea. I don't like it a lot, but it's okay if it's if if it's allowed for, for by the rules of Bitcoin. And in, even some people say. Some I, I talked to some of, of people in some in the ordinary community, and they told me, um, Bitcoin is about transfer of value. What some people don't understand that there, there is also value in here. No, not only money has value some people value these things and Bitcoin is, is doing what it's supposed to do to transfer value. So I, I kind of like that idea. It was kind of new to me and I, I, I don't know if I agree completely, but I think I can, uh, I can do, I can think about it a little bit more so. But as a Bitcoiner, I have to, to, to think about that. We have to, in Bitcoin, we do everything by consensus and I I think we have to reach to a consensus to, to to see if we all agree to do that or not do that. But it it would be dangerous for us to 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 agree to forbid something. Perhaps we can work together to to make it consume less less block block space or or, or whatever whatever idea might come next. Next, and I think that's what we should do. Also, I. I it's important for the miners, and the miners are an important part of the of the of the Bitcoin community. And it's okay for them to, if they they get some more fees f- from that. And it's also uh, perhaps a good way to encourage people to start using more of the Lightning Network or thinking about other scaling solutions, but that perhaps might be better, even better. So that's okay. I don't have a final thought on that. On that, but I might say that in the last few days. I'm I'm starting to to consider other points of view without changing my mind, but being more open.
0: Did you hear that, Anon? Go to Bitcoin conferences, talk to people. Don't just engage on Twitter. Talk to people in real life about Bitcoin. Learn about what they think. Try to understand their points of view, debate, engage. You're not going to change your mind most likely, but at least you understand somebody else's perspective, which is important. It's going to make you a better person. So after this rant how can people follow you on Twitter or anywhere to check out your work on GitHub on the Bitcoin project
1: I uh, I have a Twitter with, which is perhaps you can put it on on writing later it's uh, it's at hmarino t1 there's no explanation for the t1 but uh, @marino t1 that's my twitter and you can Ask me anything over there.
0: Nothing about your GitHub page or some other projects.
1: Uh, I, I I don't have a lot of projects. I'm I'm, my, I'm on my GitHub. I I'm, I'm just just a beginner. But I'm Hernan Marino on most social social networks. You can find me anywhere under under that, that name, including GitHub.
0: Thank you very much, Hernan. This was very eye-opening i see that people are still excited outside about the debate we should probably go join them it also smells like steak because we're bitcoiners and we're having a barbecue thank you guys for listening don't forget to subscribe and like this episode and i'll see you in the next one